Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining my channel today. This is Pastor Chris once again, and I am so, so excited to bring this to you this week. I know last week I did not do a podcast. I was actually in New York City with my brother and a great friend of mine, and uh, we, we went to New York City. What a beautiful city. We went to downtown Manhattan. We went to Trump Tower. We went where the Twin Towers were taken down. We went to a bunch of malls. We, I mean, we saw the beautiful Big Apple. It is beautiful there. And uh, I can't wait to go back, but man, what a time. My brother got married, and uh, he's actually in Italy right now. Super proud of him. He's uh, come a long ways, just like me, and God has done some amazing things in his life. So anyways, that's why I did not do a podcast last week. I'm very sorry. But I just want to say thank you in advance for those that have uh, listened and subscribed to my channel, those that have given me feedback. Um, I just want to say thank you. I'm so glad these have been blessing you. I'm so glad that you have been encouraged by these messages. And uh, that's, that's my prayer, that they would just encourage you. I'm not doing this for any other reason but to simply be a blessing to you because I want you to encounter Jesus like I did because if you do, I know your life will never be the same again. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go ahead and get into this today. What I want to talk about today is sometimes we always seem to kind of forget sometimes because, you know, the gospel is simple. It's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. It's very easy. It's not hard, but sometimes we as humans want to make it hard as, you know, as our carnality in our minds, we want to make it hard, but it's not hard. You come to the Lord as who you are and he comes into you and he fixes you up. It's not you come to him all fixed up. You come to him as you are and he fixes, he fixes you up. So I want to build a foundation today. I really feel that people need to go back to the ABCs of Christianity. They, want, they need to get back to the cross. They need to get back to what Jesus actually did for them. Because once you begin to have that revelation of what he did for you, that's when thanksgiving happens. That's when praise begins to go up to God. That's when worship happens. Because when you begin to understand what he did for you, you can't help but praise him. You can't help but magnify him. You can't help but lift up your voice and give him praise. Because when you have a revelation of what Jesus did for you, Lord have mercy. The whole thing changes, man. So let's get into this, okay? My title is Totally Redeemed. We are totally redeemed. And the scripture that I want to mention today is 1 Thessalonians 5.23. This is Paul speaking. He says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you today for this podcast. I thank you, Lord, that every word that I speak, Lord, would be utterance in the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the anointing of your spirit that's on this message today. Lord, I pray that people that need to hear this, that they get encouraged, that you anoint every ear to hear and every heart to receive. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to me to speak into their situations. 
And Lord, I pray that this blesses them mightily, that they get revelation knowledge of what you did for them on the cross of Calvary. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So Paul's saying here, that may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what I want to make today is, number one, you are a spirit. You're a spirit. That's why God said in Genesis 1.26, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Then he said in Genesis 2, he said, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. So we are a spirit. We're a spirit being. And I found it interesting when I was studying this. You know, God is a three-part being, right? And sometimes in our carnality, we can't really understand that. Like, how is God a three-part being? But he is. He's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Now, they're all one, but they have three distinctive different parts, but they're all one. And how that comes together in our minds, we can't understand that. We can only understand that with our heart. But what I'm trying to say is we're a three-part being as well. We're a spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. So we're a three-part being made in his image. I thought that was interesting. But we are a spirit. Let me start with that. We are a spirit being. We're a spirit being. And before we get saved, before we get born again, that spirit man that you have on the inside of you is dead. It is not alive. And in order for it to come alive, in order for that spirit man in you to come alive, you have to get what's called born again. And Jesus talked about that in John chapter 3. You must be born again to see the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said. So let me get into that today. Talking about three-part being, we are totally redeemed. And number one, you're a spirit. Hallelujah. So God is a spirit. And when you get born again, you become one spirit with the Lord. That's why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. When you get born again, when you say, Jesus, forgive me of all my sins, I surrender my life to you, something supernatural takes place in that moment. You then take on God's spirit. He puts his spirit within you. Jesus comes to live on the inside of you, and then you become what's called a new creation in Christ Jesus. And then everything that is of old passes away, and now you are a brand new person. Hallelujah. You're a new person when you get born again. And how and and how do you know you're born again? How do you know? Well, listen, nobody has to tell you you're born again. If you even have a question, I wonder if I'm saved. I wonder if I'm if I die, I go to heaven. Listen, you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt you're saved. When you lay your head down on your pillow at night, you can know you're saved. Because that spirit man on the inside of you will bear witness with you that you are saved. And no one has to tell you that you're born again. When I got born again, listen, I knew it. I knew I was saved. I was excited. Man, I knew that something happened to me. Oh, he touched me. Oh, he touched me. Hallelujah. That old song. 
And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened and now I know he touched me and made me whole. Something happened to me when I got saved. I knew it beyond a shadow of a doubt. In the moment you get saved, all of your sins you committed, all the things that you did at one time are completely washed away. You are a brand new person supernaturally by the power of God. And Jesus paid for you to be saved and become brand new. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He came to save you of your sins. So number one, we're a spirit. We're a spirit. And before you get born again, that spirit man is dead. He's he's dead in there. He's dead. And that's why the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So when your spirit man is dead and you live that life of sin, there's a price tag to that sin. And that is spiritual death. That's spiritual death. You're cut off from God in that horrible, wretched place called hell. But the good news is that God sent his son to save us of our sins. How about John 3.16, the old-fashioned scripture? Everybody knows it. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but through him they might be saved. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But Jesus came. Hallelujah. We've all made mistakes. We've all missed it. But that's why we all need a Savior. And that's why God sent Jesus. So we could be born again and live life full of peace, full of joy, full of comfort, full of everything he has for us. Because when he sent Jesus into the world, he gave us new life when we come and call upon his name. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. What did he say? He said in, in Colossians 2, 13 through 15, this is Paul speaking again. And Paul had a great revelation of this born again experience. Oh, Paul got radically saved. Paul had a head on collision with Jesus. Paul's spirit man was dead. It was off. But man, the moment that that road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9, he had a suddenly encounter with God. And that spirit man of Paul's came alive. And he knew, he knew something happened to him. And he knew that Jesus came and lived on the inside of him. That's why he wrote, it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. So what did he say in Colossians 2.13? He said, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven, man, don't miss this, having forgiven all of your trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, that was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having it nailed to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers and made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it. So what is he saying in this? He's saying every sin that you committed prior to calling on his name, everything you've done, everything that you've, you've messed up, the mistakes that you've made, they have literally been nailed to that cross that he died on, that he nailed every single sin, everything you've done, 
Everything you've committed is totally been wiped out by the blood of Jesus. And he says, I'll remember your sins no more. Man, that is that is some exciting news that you are saved, born again, filled with the spirit, walking in the peace and the joy of the Lord. That's what he paid for. And that's the that's the foundation I want to build today. That it's so simple. Jesus died to save you and to give you a good life. I like it this way. God, good, devil, bad. It's that simple. God, good, devil, bad. Everything that is good comes from the Father above. Everything that comes to steal, kill, and destroy is from the devil. And God has come to give you life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So you are a spirit. You're a spirit. And you in order for your spirit man to come alive, you've got to get born again. Can you say amen? You got to get born again. But man, it's so easy to get born again. All you got to do is call upon that name. Hallelujah. So the only way to receive this, Chris, how do I receive this? Well, the only way you can receive it is by humbling yourself. And us men, you know what we want to do? I got it figured out, brother. I don't need nobody's help. Ah, it's all right. I don't need that God stuff. I got plenty of money, brother. I don't need this. Okay. I got I got everything I need, brother. I got a I got everything. Well, listen. Jesus said it. What would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Your soul is so precious to the sight of God. It's more valuable than all the silver and all the gold. Your soul means a lot to Jesus. So much so that he shed his blood to purchase that soul. And all you got to do is call upon his name. So how do I receive this, brother? I got to humble myself. I got to humble myself. Because everything God has, he has an offense attached to it or a reproach. For example, what do I mean? A reproach or an offense. In order to receive anything from God, you have to humble yourself. The Bible says God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. How did Satan fall? He fell because of pride. And that's what he tries to put on man. And our human frailty is pride. Well, I don't need help. I can do this on my own. I don't need none of that. Well, listen, brother, you need some of this. Let me tell you right now. When you get some of this I'm talking about, Oh, hallelujah. You'll wake up in the morning. You'll wake up so so full of joy. Wake up so full of peace. Money can't buy what I'm talking about today. Money can't buy the joy I wake up feeling every morning. Oh, you can't buy what I've got. You cannot buy it. And when you got what I got, you'll come into church shouting. You'll come in dancing. You'll come in praising God. When you got what I got, you will have so much peace and joy. Man, I'm telling you right now. You'll have such a joy on the inside of you. I'm telling you, there ain't no dollar sign. There ain't no nothing that can buy what I've got. That's why Jesus said, if you're thirsty, come and drink of the water that I give. Because if you drink of the water I give, you'll never thirst again. <laughs> you'll never thirst again with the water that I give. Praise God. So there's an offense attached to everything that God has. How about this? What do I mean? The virgin birth. Think about this for a second. Jesus was born of a virgin. Nobody had sex with nobody. 
It was a virgin birth. The Holy Ghost came upon Mary and they and she conceived a child. Imagine Joseph about to marry this girl, Mary. And nobody, nobody has sex with nobody. But he's thinking, listen, you know, my fiance is knocked up and I know I didn't do nothing with her. So what happened? That'll get that'll clear your sinuses. What in the world happened, brother? You mean to tell me you're pregnant? So obviously, in order to believe that there's a virgin birth, you as an individual have to humble yourself and say, you know what? I believe it. Because the Bible says that Joseph had a dream. We know the story. The angel of the Lord came to say, listen, hey, it's of the Lord. So chill out. But we have to humble ourselves to believe this. The virgin birth, he was born of a virgin. How about this? The miracles that Jesus did. He raised the dead. He cleansed the leper. He casted out devils. He healed the sick. You got to humble yourself to believe that stuff. He actually did it. You have to come to the Lord as a child. And when you read this in the scripture, you say, you know what? I believe it. I'm not going to try to figure it out. There's a lot of religious coneheads, the theologians that try to, they, they try to just figure out everything in the Bible with their natural intellect, but that's not how this thing works. You got to just humble yourself and say, you know what? I believe what you said, Lord. I come to you as a child, like a childlike faith. And I say, Lord, I believe it. I believe what you said in your word. How about this? Jesus rose from the dead. That'll clear your sinuses right there. He rose from the dead. Really? He's, he's, he's not dead anymore. He, that, that stone was rolled away. He's alive. He's coming back for us again. The baptism in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. That right there is enough to clear a bunch of people's sinuses. But in order to receive that gift, you got to humble yourself and say, you know what? I'm hungry for it. And I believe it. it's in the scriptures all throughout the Bible. I believe it and I receive it. So everything that God has has an offense attached to it. And you have to humble yourself to receive it. Jesus said, unless one is born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. He even went on to say this. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come to the Father except through me. So the only way to heaven, the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. I know there's an agenda today that wants to tell people there's more than one way to heaven. But I'm here to tell somebody today on this podcast I'm going to I'm going to knock that I'm going to knock that thing out of here. Listen. There ain't no other way than Jesus. There's only one. There's only one God that sent his son to die for us. There's only one God that sent his son to shed his blood to die for us so we could be saved. No other God died for us. No other God saved us. No other God was what had enough courage to send his own son so we could be saved and have a relationship with him. All these other gods are trying to, to just have us fill out a bunch of regulations. And what, what can we do for this God and what we can do for this religion? And it, it's, it's all vanity. Religion is, is man's vain attempt to get close to God. But Christianity is God's attempt to get to man through a relationship by way of Jesus Christ. Amen. Religion is a bunch of, of regulations and what we can do and how, how much we can work ourselves up to earning something. 
But Jesus says, I'm going to come and I'm going to save you of your sin. And I'm going to die for you so you can be saved. What a mighty God we serve today. That he would send his son to die so we could be saved. Amen. So I'm building a foundation today of the simplicity of the gospel. It's easy, but you have to humble yourself to receive it. So number one, you're a spirit. You got to get born again. And you know it when you're saved. You don't have anybody. No one has to talk you into it. You just know. And you just know, know, know that you know that you know. And when you lay down at night and you wake up in the morning, I am born again full of the peace of God. But when you're not saved, your spirit man is dead. But hallelujah, you can call upon that name and be saved. So number two, you have a soul. You have a soul. This is your the part of you that you're born with that needs to be under the control of the Holy Ghost. This is the part of you that needs to be under the control of the Spirit of God. And your soul is made up of three parts. Are you ready? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. Three parts. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. So, I love what 3 John says about this. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Hallelujah. So it's God's will for your soul to prosper, your mind to be full of peace, your will, your willpower to be full of God's direction and leadings, and your emotions, your emotions to be under the control of the Spirit of God. We live in, a, in an emotional world. When people get emotional, there's nothing wrong with emotions, but we have to have them under the fruit of the Spirit and under the control of the Spirit of God because He will help you in those emotions that sometimes get out of control. We know this scripture, Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. And don't miss this part right here. He restores my soul. So God is in the restoration business. Your mind, your will, and your emotions, sometimes your emotions, man, they get so hurt by people. And you get so discouraged sometimes. People come and they have, you know, they, they want to attack. And the enemy uses people and they, they beat up on your emotions. Maybe family members. You know what I'm talking about. But he says in his word, I will restore your soul. So when you get down and you get depressed and things happen, God says, I want you to prosper in your soul. I want to I wanna make you whole in this area and he'll restore your soul. And then he'll go on to say this, I've given you the mind of Christ. So you'll, have full of, you'll be full of peace, full of joy in your mind. That's his will for you. But the thing is, the area of the soul is never complete until Jesus comes into an individual's life. The area of the soul is never complete until Jesus comes into an individual's life. When God, when you get born again, God gives you new emotions. When he gives you a new spirit, when he gives you a, a new spirit, he gives you new emotions and he changes everything about your life when you get born again. And I want to build this foundation today because it's so critical that we get back to the ABCs of the gospel, that he died and he rose again and what he did for you, because it's so important that we know this. That everything that in our Christian life must be on the foundation of Christ and him crucified. Anybody that builds a house knows that if the foundation is cracked, 
That house is not going to stand for very long. So we must have a foundation of what he did for us. Hallelujah. So you have a soul and God wants to restore your soul. Because of the fall of man, your natural mind has a major conflict with God and it's in constant warfare with the Lord. The mind without Jesus, the Bible and prayer and the moving of the spirit of God is full of emptiness, human vanity, and which comes and goes. There is nothing permanent or solid about it. But when you get born again, and when you develop a relationship with Almighty God, and that you pursue Him, that is the most solid thing you can ever do in your life. That's the most permanent relationship. That's the most permanent decision. It is done. It is done. Totally solid is your relationship with Jesus Christ. So the last point I want, obviously, you know this part. You live in a body. So three three points today. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. And the Bible says he was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, you were healed. So God has paid every single area of our lives. He's redeemed us from sin. He comes to restore our soul. And then he says, I'll heal your physical body. Because by his stripes, we are healed. And those Assembly of God listeners today, Church of God, Pentecostal believers, spirit-filled, full gospel people that I'm talking to. You believe in these parts, the born-again experience, the renewing of the soul, which many times comes by way of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, by speaking in other tongues. And then number three, he heals you in your physical body. So three parts we've been redeemed from. God has made way for us to be totally redeemed totally redeemed in our physical bodies. And especially in the area of the soul, which many people battle with, when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit by the evidence of speaking in other tongues, which is talked about in the book of Acts chapter 2, which us Pentecostals believe, when that happened to me, my soul began to, to experience a restoration I can't explain ever. It is so supernatural. You know, some of the turmoil that I had faced in my personal life, I needed that that soul cleansing. And when I began to get baptized in the Spirit, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then the evidence of that was speaking in other tongues. As I began to pray in the Spirit, God was beginning to help me in this area of the soul. The Bible talks about when you pray in the tongues, it's, Praying other tongues, it is a refreshing. It's a uh, you edify yourself, you refresh your soul in the, in this area, and that's part of the soul restoration. You get saved. Number one, your spirit becomes alive. Number two, you, when you have a soul, God will cleanse you of your soul by the renewing of your mind by reading of the Word of God, getting baptized in the Spirit. And then number three is the living in a physical body. He heals your physical body by way of divine healing. 
in which us full gospel people know that to be true. We believe that in our uh, foundations of faith. We believe in all this stuff. So it's in the word and I believe it. I just believe it. I don't I don't question any of it. I know it's it's happened to me. So I want to say today before I get off here I got about 3 minutes and 2 minutes left that God has redeemed you every area. The born again experience there's nothing like it. Getting baptized in the Holy Ghost, the evidence of speaking in tongues, there's nothing like it. And then divine healing, if you need a physical healing in your body, it's available to the body of Christ. Three-part being, we've been totally redeemed every area. Now it's up to you to pursue it. It's up to you now to place a demand on what the Word of God says for you. It, it, it's up to you now. Jesus paid for it all. So imagine yourself right now. You go to the grocery store, and you fill up your cart with over $600 worth of groceries and you, you pull it up. And before you get to the register, God comes with his, his credit card and just swipes it. And he pays for everything. And then the guy gets up there and says, listen, your groceries have been paid for already. All you got to do then is just take it home. He says, totally paid for. And that's what God did in all these three parts. He he sent his son to get you born again. He sent the Holy Ghost to get you baptized in the spirit to restore your soul. And the reading of the word, which restores your soul, renews your mind. And then by way of divine healing, he'll heal your body. So I just want to pray real quick and then we'll get off here. And I just want to I just want to reiterate, we got to get back to the ABCs, guys. This is so simple. It's it's so easy. And I believe this has been a great blessing. I believe God's been speaking to you during this. So let me just pray. Father, I thank you for every person listening. I thank you for your presence. Thank you for your grace. I thank you for your anointing that's here today, listening. Those that are listening, God, I thank you that they have a revelation of the born-again experience. That they have a revelation that they can see, that they can seek after the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And they can know beyond a shadow of a doubt. It is real. It's in the book of Acts chapter 2. And the Lord, as they begin to read the word, like we discussed, that their mind will be renewed and their soul will be transformed. And then they get a revelation in their physical bodies that they need a healing in their body. That they have been already been healed by his stripes. I thank you for that today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray this has been such an encouragement to you and your family. Share this with a friend, and I can't wait until next time. God bless you. Love you so much. Have a great week.